Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Jolenta. It's time for season two. Woohoo! Yeah! I am so excited. I have been so bored the past few weeks without self help books to live by. I am ready to get back to work. So here's the thing I've got some bad news for you, my friend. What? Our next book is all about boredom, and you're going to have to stay bored during no, this book. Oh, really? Yes. But on the bright side, you're also going to be brilliant because the next book is called Bored and Brilliant. I have to be bored and brilliant at the same time? You sure as hell do. Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain. So you need some help. Oh, yes, some self-help. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is Bored and Brilliant, How Spacing Out Can Unlock Your Most Productive and Creative Self by Manoush Zamarodi. Manoush Zamarodi is a journalist, author, and host of Note to Self, a podcast where she unpacks the technological forces shaping our world and the human condition. Back in 2015, Manoush and her podcast launched an interactive project called Bored and Brilliant. The project featured daily exercises that promised to help participants rethink their relationship with their phones and jumpstart their creativity. Tens of thousands of people from around the world joined in, and now, two years later, the project is a book. In Bored and Brilliant, the book, Manoush builds on the project, presenting studies from experts that suggest we need to make time to do nothing in order to come up with new ideas. 
That means resisting the urge to let our phones distract us and instead letting our minds wander. Here's how you do it. Step one, observe yourself for at least one full day. To do this, download the Moment app on your phone if you have an iPhone or the Break Free app if you're an Android user. The apps will help you measure your baseline data, how often you're on your screen, what apps you use the most, and what times of day your phone use is most heavy. Step two, keep your phone out of reach while in motion. That means no listening to podcasts while you walk, no texting and walking, no texting and driving, no talking on the phone while in motion, no candy crush on the subway, nothing. Step three, have a photo-free day. Do not take photos. Not a single photo. Not a photo of the sky or of your dinner or of your kids or of your junk in the bathroom. No photos. Step four, delete that time-wasting bad habit app. What is that app? You probably already know because it's the one you lean on whenever you're standing in line or bored with what's on TV or just need a break. If you don't know what that app is, the tracker you put on your phone in step one will let you know. Now, delete that app. Step five, take a vacation. A vacation is a fake vacation. Vacation. Get it? Choose a specific amount of time when you will not be on your phone and set up an out-of-office message for anyone who tries to reach you at that time. It can be for 30 minutes, it can be for an hour, it can be longer. The point is to tell the world you won't be texting, emailing, g-chatting, slacking, or doing anything other than answering emergency phone calls. Now put your phone away for that vacation time and don't touch it. Step six, observe something else. Sit in a park or at a cafe or somewhere else in public without your phone as a crutch. Just watch what's going on around you. Do this for as long as you like. And if you're really feeling itchy, feel free to bring a notepad and write down what you observe. Step seven, the bored and brilliant challenge. This is where the magic happens. Identify an aspect of your life that you've been confused by, avoiding, or downright terrified to think about. It could be large or small. Now, sit down for 30 minutes, completely free of distractions. You can watch a pot of water boil if you like, or write zero and one in alternating order on a piece of paper. But that is it. Then, when the 30 minutes are up, list or draw or write out a solution to the problem you started with. Note, each of these challenges should be done a minimum of one day each, with each challenge being done one at a time. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, tell us about your first week of living by Bored and Brilliant. Well, here's the thing. I love Manoush, but do you know what I love more than Manoush? My phone. (laughs) I actually did know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's my life. It's my best friend. It's my everything. You know, and I feel like I hear plenty about, like, technology is bad for you, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm a millennial and I don't give a shit. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) (laughs) But... Luckily, the first step of this book is very millennial-friendly. I downloaded the Moment app and left it on for 24 hours to track my phone habits. And then the next morning, I checked the results with my husband, Brad. How long do you think I look at my phone during a day? Like, I'll put together. Um, 60 minutes. One hour. My guess is three hours. What is it? Let's see. Hold on. Three hours and six minutes. Wow, you're so accurate. I had a, my guess was three or four hours. You, 
should be so proud? I don't know. Like, is it bad that I don't care? <laughs> it's also in red. Like, it's clear. Like, the app thinks it's bad. More than the average. Yeah. What makes you need your phone so much more than the average person? Uh, I work from home. <laughs> on your computer. Today, this morning, we are not out of bed yet. I have been on my phone for 41 minutes. Oh, that's messed up. Is it? Yeah. There was a sale on Spanx. I wanted to check it out. <laughs> okay, so Jolanta, I don't, I don't actually think it's that horrible. Right? Like, it's pretty much exactly what you it's expected. It's exactly what I expected. I'm like, I'm not horrified by that. I expected it. You know, and I wasn't ashamed. I was right on the money as far as I was concerned. But I didn't love that that app logged my three hours in a bright red color. (sighs) That, like, clearly indicated that the app was like, this is an alarming amount of time. Like, you should hate yourself right now. Oh, my gosh. I hate that. And then did you start getting the pop-ups where the sad face gets sadder and sadder? Yes. And then it's like this agonizing face that's so Like, it's so sad you're on your phone. Like, I just got it for tracking, not to, like, shame me all day long. The sad face makes me so upset. The green, which is like, oh, that's not so bad. The yellow, which is warning, and the red, which is like, beware, are not as upsetting to me as that stupid, sad mm-hmm. face, that yeah. crying, crying face. Ugh, agreed. Uh, but on to the second challenge. <laughs> that challenge was no phones while in motion. For me, this means no podcasts or music while I walk my dog, walk around the city, take subways, just like run around the city. And here is what I noticed. I'm waiting for the subway right now. And I am the only person on the platform not looking at their phone. It's weird. And everything's so loud. I forgot how loud this city is. I listen to music everywhere I go. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Everyone is looking down. This is insane. Oh, it's so weird. Remember 10 years ago where you would see other people on the platform and they'd be reading a book and you'd go up to them and you'd be like, I read that book. What do you think about that book? Do you remember those days? Yeah, barely. But (laughs) yes. (laughs) But yeah, it's different now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hated this challenge. Uh, I thought it was boring, which I know is the point. But I didn't have like any amazing ideas. I just sat on the subway and walked around the city remembering why I listen to music and podcasts so much. Because this city is like a loud, assaulting asshole sometimes. (laughs) And I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Sometimes plugging in can keep us from going ballistic and needing to kill everybody. Yes, yes. But the next day was the photo-free day, um, and that was shockingly easy. Really? It was. You're a total Instagram person, I know. Though. I love really? Instagram, but also Instagram secret. I Instagram pictures I've taken, like, a long time ago, usually. <laughs> like, not, like, it's not like, oh, this just happened. I'm going to Instagram it right now. It'll be like, oh, that was a good picture from, a, like, a week or two ago. I'll Instagram that now. Oh, but hold on. All those pictures of Frank, then? Or? Oh, I just have them stockpiled on my phone like a monster. <laughs> Shut up. No, no. Um, and, like, you know, during the day I wanted to send my husband, like, a picture of the dog doing something funny at one point. But, like, I was fine. You know, my dog does cute shit all the time. I can send him a picture whenever. Like, no one died. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's surprising. I really expected that to be a really tough challenge for you. Yeah, I did too. Okay. But what about the deleting apps one? Did you get mm. to that in week one? Yes, I did. Weirdly, another one that was super easy for me. I deleted the three apps that the Moment app says I use the most, which are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hmm. And yeah. 
how did that go? It was scary to do it. Like, it's scary when you hold down on the apps and you watch them, like, tremble. And they're like, don't, <laughs> don't leave kill me. me. Don't kill me. But then the second they were gone, it was great. I felt totally free. I really felt relieved of, like, a general feeling of FOMO of, like, what's everyone doing? What am I missing? Like, what's the news on Twitter? Like, I just felt free. And I was way less distracted. And I could still go on Twitter and shit just on my computer. Like, I had to, like, mm. mindfully go to Twitter. Um, yeah, it was fine. And also, a weird thing happened. The second I deleted these apps, I started doing this more. Listen. Wait, is that you? <laughs> yes, that's oh, me. Oh, Totally playing the piano. Oh, my God. I love that you were playing the piano. Yeah. Um, something about deleting apps changed the flow of my day enough that I randomly started having pockets of time where I was like, oh, I'll practice the piano, which I maybe do once every two weeks, but I was doing like daily all of a sudden. So I guess that is sort of bored and brilliant. Yeah, I think so. Totally brilliant. Yeah. So since Manoush says you can do these challenges for one or more days, I ended my week one uh, right there on challenge four. So how was your first week, Kristen? All right. So I like to think I'm different than you, Jolenta. Oh, I know. I I like to think my phone is not my life. I'm Mm -hmm. a late adopter, as you know. I just got my phone in the last four years. Oh, my. I totally forgot. You were like one of the last last people I knew with a flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. It was you and Vince at work, and you two had flip phones (laughs) like four years ago. And we were like, you guys are freaks. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm a late adopter. And as you know, I don't take my phone out when I'm eating a Mm -hmm. meal. I'm not someone who brings the phone to the bathroom. I don't usually have it in meetings at work. So I think I'm not phone dependent. Mm -hmm. But lo and behold, step one, tracking showed me a slightly different story. So here I am talking with my husband, Dean, about tracking. So as you know, I've been tracking my phone usage the last couple days. Uh And guess how much time I spend on my phone. I don't know, an hour or two, maybe? Wrong! I spend over three hours a day on my phone. Three hours? Over three hours. That seems like a lot. I know! It seems like way more than I actually spend. I think this tracking device is broken or something. No, no, no. But (laughs) But you listen to a lot of podcasts. You have to. It's what you do. Yes, I do that. But what else do I do? And when? Oh, it's always at night. (laughs) And then, I don't know how long we spend on the Facebook, or New York Times, or on eBay. Yes, I do all those things, but mostly through the entry point of Facebook. So yeah, I use my phone as much as anyone, but step two, promised to cut that time down. No phone in transit. Exactly. So now I walk to and from work each day. It's a half hour walk each direction. And in that time, I usually listen to podcasts. I listen to the ones I make, ones I'm a fan of, ones that my direct reports make. So I sort of consider it work, not digital distraction. But I forced myself not to use my phone at all during transit for a couple days. And it was all going fine. But then I got tripped up on a subway ride with Dean on a Saturday afternoon. So my phone just buzzed. My phone's been buzzing off the hook for the last, like, five or six minutes. But we're on the subway, so I can't answer my phone, right? 
According to the rules, you can't answer your phone. But what if it's an emergency? We have people coming over tonight, and what if they have questions or issues as far as making it to the party? Then let's pretend it's 1982. They'll wait until we get to a phone. As soon as we stop, we'll be able to call them. It's a well, few no, minutes. not as soon as we stop. We have to be back at home. If I'm in transit, I can't use the phone, honey. I can't oh. check my text well, messages. Well, if they're waiting outside, anything. then we'll see them when we get there. If they're asking what time to come, though, they won't come on, be on their way until they get in touch with us. It'll be fine. I love what Dean says about pretend it's 1982. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, like we used to not have this problem. We used to not have to respond to people immediately about a thing happening in a few hours. Like you just show up at the time and everything was fine. Yeah, and it was fine. It totally was fine. We made it home. Our guests arrived 20 minutes later. No one was waiting on the stoop. Nobody was confused. Nobody was upset. It was just me being a little bit too worried about things that I didn't need to worry about. Addicted to your phone. True. (laughs) What about the rest of your week one? So step three, not taking photos. Super easy for me. I don't actually take a lot of photos. Mm -hmm. I've been on Instagram, I think, four times in my whole life. So totally not an issue. But then came the time to delete my time-sucking app. And um, I was kind of nervous about that. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I enlisted the help of my friend, Verilyn. One of the steps, and I want you to... Help me with this one is to remove an app that just sucks it all out of me. And I know, Verilyn, that you at one point deleted Facebook. I did, yes. And so I'm a little bit nervous about this because I realized how much I use Facebook. So, like, as you can see, there's always like, yeah, it's yeah. lit up with like a giant so red with 10. Like you need to so I feel like I have it. to look at it. I'm like, oh, there, there's a 10 with a red bubble it's, around it's it. Nothing, it's nothing. It's just people. That like something is fine. Okay, so <laughs> anywho, I, I need to delete this, but I need you to be here with me to okay. hold my hand. All right. All right so okay, okay, so I'm going to do it. So Press it down. Okay. No, you press the app down. Oh, I pressed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so hold on. So I push this down. Yes, you press it all the way down. And so, yep. And then you hit the little X. Okay. okay. You want me to do it? No, I think I have to own this. I just have to, like, use my own powers. I'm going to do it. Delete Facebook. Deleting this app will also delete its data. That's fine. (laughs) Is it? Are you sure? Okay. Going to delete that. I mean, the data on your phone. Oh, okay. So it's not like it's gone from, if you logged in on Facebook. on on, Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm going to delete it. There we go. There we go. It's done. (laughs) How do you feel? I feel a little bit, like, freaked out because it's not there anymore. But then I also feel ashamed of myself that I lived most of my life without Facebook. It shouldn't be a big deal. I just have to let it go. That sounded so painful. Why did that take so long? Well, I mean, can we just backtrack to that one episode in season one when I didn't know the difference between an engine and a car battery? The Mars-Venus episode? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's even worse with a phone. I don't know what a thing like is. You also don't know how to delete it, yet you're like, my life depends on it. I don't know. I don't know these things. This maybe means I don't deserve a phone. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have Facebook if you can't, like, put that app on and off your phone. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I will say this. As much as I probably don't deserve Facebook, I'm clearly dependent on it. Yes. Because the minute it was gone from my phone, I was 
so worried about the celebrity gossip, the breaking news, the editorials that I was missing. I was missing those tasty videos. I missed all of it. Mm -hmm. But more than anything, and this is not me sucking up to the listeners. This is the honest truth. I was worried about staying on top of our Facebook community page. I know, I know. And I'm like, oh, my God, is Jolenta off the radar? Am I off the radar? Are both of us just for days and days not going on to Facebook and communicating with our people? So I was a little bit preoccupied and feeling fixated on Facebook after it was gone. Right, right. Did it get any better? Not so fast, my friend. We'll get to week two in a moment. But first, let's take a little break. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about our first week of living by Bored and Brilliant. Now let's get to week two. How was your week two? Well, I started week two with my vacation, and I remember vacation means fake vacation. Vacation. Yes. I feel very beholden to answer all my emails right away. I love keeping my inbox at like zero. So, you know, I'm a reply maniac. But putting up an auto reply while I took an afternoon off was amazing. Knowing that people knew why I wasn't answering them and when to expect to hear from me made relaxing so much easier. Yeah. And you really legit did that because I got that message. I got the message saying you were working on a quote project. Oh, I wasn't working on a project, but Manoush gives you like a little blurb you can write for your away message in the book. So I copied it word for word. Yes. Uh, Next, I did the observe something else exercise. I took my dog to the park and simply sat and observed for 20 minutes. Here are some wonderful park sounds for you guys while I read an excerpt of my observation notes. This park is all wood chips. How do the dogs decide which chips are the sticks that they want to chew? How? I want to chew a stick. Does it feel good on your teeth? I bet it does. What would people here do if I took a stick from a dog and chewed it? I want to. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. <laughs> Are you, you should, serious? You should incorporate that into something you do on stage. Yeah, I love that. It did sort of remind me of something I would say in stand-up. So, yeah. yeah. Very I mean, brilliant of you. Stop it. Brilliant. <laughs> you are bored and brilliant. I was. Uh, after that, I did the full bored and brilliant challenge. Yeah, that's the exercise where you boil a pot of water and then you write down stuff. You have a problem mm-hmm. and you fix it while mm-hmm. watching that water. Yep. Uh, here I am waiting for a pot of water to boil. Come on. Yes. Oh, so close. I think we're at a full boil. Fuck yes. You boil. 
Okay, now I have to sit down. Oh, I know that pain. <laughs> yeah. It's so painful. It really is. Yep. Almost as painful as the next part of this challenge, sitting down to write about an issue in life that's been gnawing at you. I chose to write about something that's been bugging me a lot lately and coming up a lot, which is, uh, should I want to have kids right now? Oh, yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what did you discover? I discovered that I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? Yeah. Ooh, I don't care nice. about kids right now. That's literally what I discovered. I feel like people expect me to have a baby soon. I've been married for two years. I'm 30 years old. On paper, it looks like perfect baby time. But I came to the conclusion that there is no rush, and I don't have to force myself to feel ready ever. And if my ovaries shrivel up and die before I'm ready, I'll just adopt, and it will be fucking great. Because, like, I did me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love that conclusion. And Thank I, you. And I do hate the pressure that society puts on us mm-hmm. as women. Like, yeah. you have to know what you want and you have mm-hmm. to make a decision. And right. What's wrong with right. not and knowing was, what we want? And what's yeah. wrong with us just being at peace with whatever happens, happens? Right. I was thinking about, like, I've never been one that's been good about, like, living by the rules of what you're supposed to do and when in life. So, like, why would I all of a sudden be, like, right on track for a baby? Like, I'm just going to keep doing me and, like, it'll be fine. You do you because you're the best. Thanks. Only you can be you. Thank you. I'm the authority on being me. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. After that, I went away for a wedding, and I basically didn't use my phone for three days. Whoa. Full days? No mm-hmm. phone? Yeah, pretty you much. You didn't even take I any pictures it, or anything? I used it to, like, get Ubers and stuff, but it was magical. Uh, I didn't take pictures. I wasn't obsessing over Instagrams or, like, playlists when we were hanging out or catching up on Twitter. Like, I was just way more in the moment, and I had an incredible time with my friends. Nice, nice. Oh, I'm amazed. Thank you. Yeah, no. And that's a camera, telephone, intensive time for most people. I mean, other people were taking pictures, and I later had them send them to me, but it was fine. It was so worth it. And then on the last day of week two, after I got back from this wedding, something even more magical happened while I was in a yoga class, Kristen. (laughs) Oh, God. Stupid yoga. No, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. What happened in yoga? I bet it was revelatory. Listen, listen. Kristen's going to think I'm really stupid, but I was just at yoga, and during, like, the final meditation part, for the first time ever in my entire life, I was able to actually sort of clear my mind, and that's a very hard thing for me to do. You know, I run hot, I'm anxious, I think about a lot of things. Even when I'm meditating in yoga class, I have, you know, a rotation of worries and thoughts and errands I'm going to run after. But instead, for the first time today, I just sat there and, I mean, I was thinking of one thing, but it just sort of came to me in a flash and it's all I sort of focused on. I focused on the fact that we were talking about throat chakras and I imagined there was a tiny little swirling universe in my throat and that's all that was in my head. I just saw that little universe swirling around and nothing else was in my head. So I think I was very close, very close to being like in the moment. And since this has never happened to me before in 30 years of life, and then all of a sudden it happens after a weekend of essentially unplugging from my phone, feeling no responsibility to my phone. It happens right after this weekend of a phone vacation like Probably not a coincidence. Probably not a coincidence. Okay, you totally had me until throat chakra. <laughs> Damn it. Ah. 
Yeah. Oh, God. But regardless, Mm -hmm. you sound like a changed woman here. Yeah. This universe in my throat doesn't directly correlate with an exercise in the book, but I truly think that long weekend away from my phone had like some lasting effects and I could go back into my real life and be a little more present. Hmm. But that almost sounds like I'm giving a verdict. So we need to talk about your week two, Kristen. All right. So I started week two with step five. I took my fake vacation, my vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did everything the book says. I set up auto responses on my computer and my other social. I made an announcement to my colleagues. Did you like stand up in the office and say, hey, I'm leaving. Hey, everybody, you cannot reach me. You (laughs) cannot reach me. I did that. I made it clear that I'd be leaving the office at 530 and would not be back on email or text or Slack or anything else until 1130 a.m. the next day. I was going to focus on a project, I said, Mm -hmm. just like you did. Yep, that project. Yeah. But then I got a frantic email from my friend and colleague, Andrea, and of course I answered it, but it turns out she was just testing me. What? Yes, she's so mean. And here I am talking to Andrea the next day about it. Okay, Andrea? Yeah. You totally were fucking with me yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, look, you made your announcement that you were leaving the office. I was really excited for you that you were in a shutdown from email. I assume that that was part of the plan. Yes. So I wanted to test you. And how long did I last? Until 6.03. <laughs> so half an hour. I lasted <laughs> half an hour. Oh, my God. I kept thinking about, I should have done better bait. I, this is what I wish I'd sent. I wish I'd sent, um, your guest is here. Oh, that's horrible. Isn't and you know cruel? I would have, like, freaked out and come running back to you the office. You would have turned right around. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> But you weren't the only one who was fucking with me yesterday. Did Cameron do it too? Well, Cameron called me on it. Jolenta called me on it. And now I'm starting to think the bigger issue for me is not that I can't not do my technology. I might just be a workaholic. Oh, yeah. You sucked at that challenge. Test or no test. And like, yes, you are a full workaholic. What do you mean? Like, I might be a workaholic. Yes, you're a crazy person. I Okay, I am. But I totally redeemed myself with step six, which is the step where you just sit and observe the world. I sat in front of the Brooklyn Central Library looking out over Grand Army Plaza and the farmer's market on a Saturday. No devices, not even a piece of paper and pen. I did that for a full hour, and I loved it so much. I could have sat there for half a day listening to this beautiful sound of the Brooklyn Public Library. Oh, it's such a good place to people watch. Oh, so peaceful, so beautiful. But maybe it's just a little bit too great because I kind of felt like I was cheating. Why? There were, because there were families, vendors, squirrels, dogs, pigeons, couples on dates, tourists, skateboarders, lots of great fashion. It almost felt like I was watching a parade. And then at one point, while I was watching everyone's great clothes, mm-hmm. I was thinking about how it would feel if we landed on another planet and all the animals wore clothes. Like, wouldn't that be super cute? cute. Like, if all animals wore clothes. I want to go there. I want to go to that place, too. I think that's just a brilliant idea you had. Uh Oh, Oh, while getting a little bored. Oh, I didn't even think of that as brilliant. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think that's brilliant. A planet with animals that wear clothes. A little squirrel's hopping up a tree in, like, a tank top. How fucking cute would that That be? That would be so cute. Or if there was, like, a little dress Mm. on... 
one of the street rats eating pizza. Shut up. Oh, I would die. God. I'm like, I like want to cry thinking about oh a rat in a dress God. eating pizza. I want to see a sloth wearing an apron with uh, a pocket in it. Cuties. Oh, so cute. So cute. Anywho, sorry. Where were we? The final step. <laughs> final step. The real final step. Step seven, the bored and brilliant challenge. So yeah, I started this off by writing down a conundrum. Mm-hmm. How do I stay in touch with the people I have in my life in a meaningful way? Mm. I've always been really bad at this. I love all my friends and family around the world, but I also think about them way more than I bother to pick up the phone or write a letter to them. And the people I love, they're just not going to be here forever. My mom is dead. My nana is dead. Dean's dad is dead. They're all gone. And Dean's granddad, as you know, just died a couple Mm. of months ago. I don't want to live with regrets that I didn't do enough to let people know I love them while they were alive. And so I put the pot of water on to boil, and I thought about everything. And did you come up with a brilliant solution? I wouldn't say it was brilliant, but it was something. Yeah? I decided that each night, ideally, but once a week at the minimum, I would text a friend or family member in another town just one sentence. Because one sentence is doable, and sometimes one sentence becomes two sentences. And I started with my very good friend Dave, who I met when I was 10 years old. I sat next to him in Mrs. Lang's math class, and he and I have been everything from roommates to buddies to neighbors over the years. I just love Dave to death. He lives in Minnesota, and here's what I wrote to him. I had a dream that I was hanging out with you and Audrey and Veronica and... Art. Who is Art? That it? Yeah, that's what? it. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. And so I wrote that to Dave, and he wrote back saying, was Art the name of our imaginary dog we had when we lived together on Franklin? And then we just wrote back and forth about this imaginary dog we used to have. I don't even know who Art was. It was just a mm. name that popped into my head during a dream. But it was a wonderful three-minute back-and-forth text message exchange. And it made me so happy. Nice. And hopefully I can keep that up. Just, you know, one sentence a day or one sentence a week. And that's all it has to be. Mm -hmm. And it can open the door to a little bit of joy in your day. So it really made me feel better. So do you feel like uh, you had a a successful experience with this book? A good experience? Hold on here. You're jumping the gun. It's not verdict time quite yet, my friend. First, we have to remind our listeners... Listeners, we love to hear from you. Have you lived by Bored and Brilliant? Share your story with us. Send us an email at buythebook at panoply.fm or leave us a voicemail at 505-510-BOOK. Okay, Kristen. It is time to get down to business. Did, bored, and brilliant how spacing out can unlock your most productive and creative self actually work? Do we recommend it? Okay, so first and foremost, I have to say this was a pretty fun and easy read. Totally. The steps are very concrete, very easy to follow. In fact, I thought they would be too easy to Mm -hmm. make a difference in my life, but they actually did. They forced me to realize I use my phone way more than I thought I did. They forced me to just sit still for an hour and watch the world. 
they help me to maybe realize I need to work a little bit less or worry about work a little bit less. Yes, yes. And they help me to come up with a solution for staying in touch with my out-of-town loved ones that I really, really hope I can stick with. Just that one sentence. Right, right. I I hope I can do that. But, and this is a pretty big but. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know that I'll be cutting back much on my phone usage as a result of this book. And according to the book, most participants in the Bored and Brilliant Challenge only cut down on their phone usage by six minutes Mm -hmm. a day. And as far as how often they pick up their phone just to look at it, they only cut down one time per day. True. And in my case, I don't even know if I'll do that. On my very first evening, not living by the book, I spent more than five hours catching up on Facebook, (laughs) celebrity gossip, eBay, all my podcasts. And then I felt totally guilty about it. Why? (laughs) I felt guilty because of that moment app, the sad face. you got to delete that. That horrible, (laughs) agonizing, sad face. Yeah. And you know what? As far as I know, I wasn't even doing anything that bad. Mm-hmm. It was, is, I mean, is it really so bad to read celebrity gossip no. and stay up on world news? No. And if it is, the book should have done more to quell my desire to use my phone at bedtime and to do those things. And if it had, I think I would have actually given this book an outstanding verdict. Instead, I'll give it a straight good verdict. Okay. But what about you, Jolenta? What's your verdict? Okay. uh, I started out very skeptical, as you know, because I don't like being shamed about my three hours on my phone. (laughs) I'm apparently aware of them and fine with it. Um, But honestly, I ended up loving it. Uh, I saw a universe in my fucking throat, Kristen. So I think it changed my life. Yes, you and your throat chakras. (laughs) Seriously. Like you said, this book was a quick read and so concise. One of the more concise self-help books we've followed. And fun. Fun to read, too. And it taught me a valuable lesson. Uh, I don't have to be a slave to my phone. I can be on it for as long as I want, but... It taught me to be a little more mindful about, like, when am I picking it up? Like, what might I be missing out on if I'm obsessed with taking, like, 50,000 pictures of my friend walking down the aisle? Like, might I miss actually making eye contact with her? Probably, Mm. you know? So I like that this book reminded me, like, putting down my phone is easier than I thought. And, like, it's fine if you use it, but just use it wisely. And I totally recommend it. And I think it changed my life a little. Oh, yay. (laughs) So thanks, Manoush. Thanks, Manoush. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Our producer is Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is Mia Lobel. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wyda, and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've done Bored and Brilliant and how it worked or did not work for you. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. You can get in touch with us at bythebook at panoply.fm, also on Twitter at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at bythebookpod. And don't forget, you can always call us and leave us a voicemail at 505-510-BOOK. And please, rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. But only say good things. Don't yes. say any of that mean stuff that some people say. Because then I'll read it and think about it forever. Yes. Like those people who say we're not disturbed enough anymore. What does that even mean? I don't think I'm plenty disturbed. Feeling to be disturbed? What is that? It doesn't matter. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell all your friends. Tell your family members. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. And yet, that's right, get them to use their phones to subscribe. Yes. Yes. Don't put down your phone for that. Get them to subscribe. I want everyone in the red on the Moment app because they've been listening to our show so much. (laughs) Until next time. I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
do not take photos. Not a single photo. Not a photo of the sky or of your dinner or of your kids or of your junk in the bathroom. No photos. Did I tell you about the time I walked into a bathroom accidentally and saw this guy taking pictures of his junk at this restaurant? No. Someone was taking dick pic. It was like a single stall. In his junk. Yeah. And it was at one of my favorite restaurants. I'm like, oh, the door's unlocked. And it was a single-use toilet. And, and some then, guy's like got his camera and I in his crotch. I accidentally hit his butt with the door. And then I saw he was standing in front of the full-length mirror taking pictures of yes, his junk. Yes, boy. Yeah. And yes. he, beside the point. medical. <laughs> it may, That's possible. Maybe That's he was what texting is this, his what is doctor. This rash? Yeah. Sorry about that. Total distraction. Sorry. I love that. All right. Step four: Delete that time-wasting bad habit app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.